like a little Rolling Stones to me, Alfie. What's the name of this song? Uh, this is uh, Give Me Shelter. Give Me Shelter. Yes. It's when just a shot away. most popular song? Oh, what do you I, think? I have no idea. There's so many of them. I mean, yeah. probably Satisfaction. Probably. So they're, they're coming to Atlanta. Yes, I think be, I saw uh, July. Yeah, July, July. I think July 6th. I would go see them. Yeah, so tickets. Where I think are they? At, uh, they're going to be State in Mercedes-Benz. Oh, no. oh, they're going to be in the oh, stadium. Yeah, they're going to be in Mercedes-Benz. Oh. That's not going to be. Are you crazy? Sorry. Well, I don't. I, don't, I, guess, Stones, I guess I didn't baby. think about that. Yeah, yeah. Mercedes-Benz. So how many, how many does Mercedes-Benz hold for oh, concerts? I'm sure Do you know? Plenty. I'm 70, sure a thousand? Oh, easily, probably. Probably. <laughs> because you can fit a lot of people You're on the floor. You're just going along with anything. Well, I don't, How many does it hold a lot? Well, I mean, How I many does it hold? I'm an expert in music. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I think it holds I, ho- I think it holds 70,000 70, when it sells 000. out a soccer so game. I, I would assume they don't, and then maybe you, they'll do it in the round. Probably not. Well, yeah, because then you're going to have to count the seats that are going to be on the on the field. Yeah. So that would probably be another, uh, yeah. you know, another, depending on the the stage configuration. Yep. So do you think the Rolling Stones will pay us for us to have advertised for them? Probably not. Yeah. They don't really need us, do they? Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be okay. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan. They're a full-service law firm with 21 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880, Alfie. Yes, sir. I think we got some listener questions this segment, sir. We sure do. Rachel in Norcross has the first question for you, and she writes in and says, My homeowners association is allowing my neighbor to store boxes for recycling on their front porch. How can I get them to enforce the covenants? So, you know, I wish I had time to do a little research before answering this question on the air. In fact, we should ask Michael Crew, Homeowner Management Services. How about toilet paper at their house? TP their house. Um, is are that you acceptable? Okay? Are you are you doing drugs during <laughs> the sorry. middle of this show? No, that no, was, no. That was so, the uh, that's, so that's high school. Do that. I don't think that's the way you you do that. And by the way, <laughs> you should have not so, tried to solve problems in high school that sorry. way. No. Certainly, as an adult, I know you would not do that. that oh. is not you at all. Hey, so that's a lot of money. But, but we'll have Michael Crew, Homeowner yeah. Management Services, hmm. on in a couple weeks to get the right you answer. Can't find I'm going to give you. I'm going to so so here. I'm going to give you the no no. We're going to answer it. Um, I'm just calm down, Alfie. Just calm down. Come on. You know how I am about homeowners. That's right. So. It depends on what type of association it is. If it is a homeowner's association that has mandatory covenants, then the reality is is that somebody needs to point out to the homeowner's association that if you do not enforce all of the covenants, you might very well lose your right to enforce any of the covenants. You cannot selectively enforce covenants. And in most cases, it probably has a property management company, and uh, they are probably... um, um, if you're reporting it to them, they probably don't want to go through the headache of solving the problem. In this particular case, I think, uh, oh, here, it says it right here. Rachel says they're storing boxes for recycling on their front porch, and I assume that they are not um, they're not, uh, they're not supposed to be there. Okay. So I would report it to the property management company. I would follow up to make sure that they're taking some action. I would also probably, because you live in the neighborhood, you should be entitled to attend any of the board meetings. And the next time there's a board meeting, I would go there and see if they have an, an opening segment time where they'll allow, you know, members of the homeowners association to make comments. Uh, so you need to make sure. But what if you don't want to, can you do it? Can you do it anonymously? Because let's say you don't want to stir up like a problem with that person per se by coming up and 
in an open comment. Alfie, I do not know the answer to that question. I wish I did. Okay. My guess is a homeowners association does not will not allow people to make anonymous comments, but I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. I do not know if that's true. That's a very interesting thought. You know, I want my neighbor to keep his house clean, his front porch clean. Right, but I don't so want to be it doesn't the one, make, yeah. right, but I don't want my neighbor to get mad at me. And then right. talk about toilet paper, you might be the receiver <laughs> right. of the toilet paper. Well, yeah, cuz there's a, there's a a total possibility for retaliation. Yeah. At that point, maybe they're going to call you for some little minor infraction that's going to be like, you know, no big deal. But, yeah. So, I mean, so listen, maybe the best, invi- best advice here is to oh. communicate. I think Rachel communicated in an email that she had actually already tried to communicate directly with the neighbor. And she feels like it, it decreases the value of her property to have something this messy next no, door. I and I understand it. that. I, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes and sense. And so, my gosh. So, Rachel, you've asked a question that is way above uh, my ability to answer the question. <laughs> and Alfie has pointed out you might be toilet papered if you do the wrong. <laughs> Thing. I would probably call the property management company. I would go talk to the board. I would also try to try to be as nice. Also try to be also try to be as nice and respectful as I possibly could to my neighbor. Right. Um, and just try to help them understand. Um, Wow, that's a that's a, I don't feel like we did any justice to that question. And if you're listening to the show, I want to apologize to you on behalf of Alfie for us not being able to answer that question. I mean, it, it is a tough question. It is. It is. It is. Tough. it is. If you've just joined us, you're listening to AM six forty Atlanta's home to Fox News Radio. You're listening to the Your Move Atlanta show. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I'm your host. If you need to reach us, easiest way to do it is go to yourmoveatlanta.com. Y o u r m o v e atlanta.com. Yourmoveatlanta.com. What's next, Alfie? We got a testimonial. Ooh, please. good. I like those. Do you remember a Kim from Stone Mountain? Absolutely. She did not live here. She okay. lived in St. Louis. Nice. Uh, yeah, St. Louis. She lived in St. Louis. All right. Well, this is what she says. She says, Cleve Gaddis and staff are always very responsive to any question or concern I had regarding the home selling process. They truly provided a one-stop shop experience, which uh, provided a peace of mind throughout the process. I especially recommend their services to any out-of-state seller. Oh, that is so nice of Kim to say that. Now, she was in St. Louis. Okay. Um, She had tried to sell her home with another agent. It didn't work. Mm. Uh, And it was because the condition of the home was not right. It didn't take... Fifteen hundred bucks, sixteen hundred bucks. Clean it up, shine it up, put it in really good shape. the The roof was dirty, and she just it was just kind of ignored for a while. And she also got an offer from one of the i buyers, and I don't remember which one it was, but she wound up putting probably fifteen or seventeen thousand dollars more in her pocket selling uh, on the open market through us than she would have uh, through an i buyer. So, uh, Kim, thank you very much for the testimony. We appreciate it. By the way. Kim was in line for, she was a smart, smart cookie. She was in line for some type of judgeship uh, in in the Department of Housing and Urban Development. I'm not sure what she would, no, 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 Social Security Administration. So there was a chance that she was going to be like a regional federal judge to do something with Social Security. She was a smart cookie. In fact, I think she was moving to St. Louis for that opportunity. Okay, Alfie, what's next? Yes, we got another question for you. This one from Sid. In San Jose. Is this San Jose, California? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sid wants to know, what is cash on cash return for a real estate investment? So that that is an interesting question, and I know who Sid is because he has asked this question and many more. I'm not sure exactly how this one made it through to the radio show, but I'm so glad because it's such a great question. So cash on cash return for a real estate investment is your cash that you receive, your cash flow, your dollars okay. that you receive from the investment as a percentage of the dollars you have invested. Okay. So let's just make it simple, and let's say you 
put $100 down. Now, you can't buy a property with $100 down, but let's just say you put $100 down on an investment, and let's say that investment paid you $10 back in return for the year. Okay. So that is your cash on cash. You invested $100. It doesn't matter what the value of the property is. It's the amount of cash you invested in the property, and it is the cash you received as a payment on that investment on an annual basis as a percentage of the cash invested. So in that case, $10 on a $100 investment is a 10% return. So your cash on cash return would be a 10% return in that particular situation. Now, we won't have time to get into these, but cash on cash return is only one of the four ways that you make money on an investment in real estate. So you have your cash on cash return, that's your cash flow. You have your appreciation, Alfie, which is as the value of the property goes up, you have more equity in the property. You have the principal reduction. So that is as you make a payment every month, the amount you owe on the loan goes down. So that increases your equity in the home. And then you have as a real kicker, your fourth is the tax benefits of depreciation. So the federal government makes us depreciate a home over 27 and a half years. You take a non-cash expense of X number of dollars, which in most cases on a real estate investment is more than enough to offset your cash-on-cash return. So as you own the investment, you wind up getting basically tax-free, tax-deferred, let's call it returns. Alvy and I got to take a quick break, We're gonna, <laughs> but I promise you we will be right back. And in our neighborhood spotlight, Aberdeen Forest and Sandy Springs will be featured. So stick with us. We'll be back.